This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Hello, and thank you again for listening to another episode of Tort Talk. This podcast is put on by personal injury lawyer Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster. So glad he gets to come into my studio every single week. And, well, who am I? (laughs) My name is Paul Stadden. I own microphones. I am not the expert. I'm merely the person who asks some questions and lets the expert answer them. So I'm really thrilled again to have Terrence in the studio we're following up yet again on this issue of Israel and Hamas. This is a really super important topic, and we're glad that you are listening to it. Don't forget, there are plenty of other episodes you can listen to. Just go back in the player, take a listen. That We have, oh gosh, more than 40 episodes now, and we appreciate you listening to them. Terrence, thank you so much for joining me in the studio again. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. And so I, I mentioned it last time. We were just so short on time, and there's so much to discuss about this, but... You know, I, I keep hearing about ceasefires, and it seems like they don't do a whole lot of good, but then, you know, I am not an expert in this topic. So, let me ask you, are you for a ceasefire or pause in this war in Gaza? Would it help? Well, you've actually asked uh, what, uh, if there was a lawyer on the side, they may ask, that's a double question. A double, oh, okay. Because you mentioned uh, ceasefire and pause. So, I think the semantics okay. are different. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I'm totally against a ceasefire, ceasefire at this juncture for lots of reasons. Um, first of all, the hostages. Mm. Uh, second of all, there has to be more than just a small beat back of Hamas because if they stopped right now, the rockets would return and whatever. So is it possible to wipe them out? Probably not. Mm. But, but we didn't really wipe out ISIS. But when's the last time you really mm. heard much about ISIS after that big push that we made the united states made um in in iraq and so forth and they've been pretty quiet Hmm. Uh, maybe they went to other organizations because there's no shortage of terrorist organizations just a different name but anyway uh with this particular uh organization uh so that there cannot be a ceasefire at this juncture and and, uh we could date the program we're we're mid-november right now and of 2023 so at this juncture, absolutely not. Now, this whole pause thing, you know, because uh, we've we've noticed even the White House is starting to, to do the crab walk. They were very uh. pro-Israel when, when the brutality of all this came out on October 7th. Um, and, and, of course, there has been a pushback. And I'm not going to really get into politics, but you sort of have to, because we're, we are in the middle of an election, and the polls are saying... Uh, that a lot of the lefty, lefty, lefty uh, Democrats are not happy with uh, Biden being so supportive of Israel. So mm-hmm. I mean, so that it's your voter base. So he's he's in a conundrum right now, and I don't envy his position. But uh, even every day, there are sort of pauses in the battle. Even right now, as we 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 go on, so they they uh, are allowing certain highways going south towards Rafa, which would be the uh, Egyptian border, uh, to, and not purposely bomb them. Let whatever citizens stayed in the, uh, the in Gaza City to get the heck out of there because it is going to be leveled. It's going to happen. And these guys are holed up in there. I mean, there's mm. it's the only way uh, to do that. Um, so it's a sticky situation that I think where Israel would probably be a more proactive is, is if they would release the hostages, but not in some deal like, okay, we'll give you the, our, your 240 
citizens back, but we want 2,000 terrorists out of your prison. Mm. That's a no-go. Because even some of the orchestrators uh, uh, are, are came from Israeli prisons. We had them in prison. We let 1,000 out in the last swap. Uh, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it. So, but if they if they really care about their citizens, and if they really care about humanitarian aid, they could do something about it. Give the hostages, and the floodgates would open to humanitarian aid and and, and so forth. Um, so and, and and so right now there's just that stalemate, and they took these hostages on purpose to to make them pawns, just like they have their own Palestinian citizens or pawns. I, I feel so sorry for the non-jihadist Palestinian citizen who just wants to raise a family, eke out a living, and I feel so sorry for those people because they're the the, the blood of those people is not on the hands of Israel. You have to understand the blood is on the hands of Hamas because they're the ones that orchestrated this. They're the ones that purposely have no military bases. They have no military installations. Their military headquarters are purposely adjacent to civilian uh, places, especially uh, the hospitals, Mm. because they they figure that's that's the, the safe place. And, and and they're they're embedded in these hospitals, uh, just daring Israel and, and to blow them up. You know, oh, Israel blows up a hospital right. with the pregnant woman. She was in there giving birth, and they, Israel blew them up. So it, it's it is a tar baby. And if you remember the whole tar, briar rabbit tar baby, it, there is no right answer for Israel. So nothing Israel does. Uh, is going to be great. Uh, they're damned if they do. They're damned if they don't. So if they turn the other cheek, it'll just happen again and, re- and right. repeat itself very quickly. So they can't turn the other cheek. And they just stop dead in their tracks right now. They've accomplished very, very little. Um, so they need to beat down Hamas as much as possible, eradicate as many of their weapons as possible. I've heard some people falsely believe that we can or the Israelis can uh, defeat and you know eviscerate Hamas totally that's never neverland mm. because the 36 year old jihadist that you kill you've just made a a, a a recruited a jihadist out of his 14 16 year old son right you kill my dad and and, right. and he'll live for that forever at that cause so it, it's not like an anthill in your backyard where you could put all your stuff and you eliminate the anthill it's not that easy hmm. and, it, and it's a culture it's a way of thinking so there is no perfect answer i don't envy uh president biden i don't envy uh president uh, netanyahu because there are no great answers to this but they must press on there are pauses every day, folks. Now, uh, ceasefire, no. But, but to, that, Israel does not want to have civilian deaths on their hands. But let's go back to World War II. Okay? Just, just for example, Dresden. When they bombed Dresden to, to beat the Germans into submission, they've esti- they estimated that Two million innocent German um, 
citizens died, not just in Dresden, but the whole thing. They were, they were, the innocents, you're, you're just caught up in it. And then more obvious is Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, those were civilian. That, that wasn't a military target. These were the two of the biggest cities. And, we, and we're saying, we're tired of playing with you. We want this thing over. And millions of people were maimed and died, unfortunately, horrible. But the war was over in weeks. It, it was just, they saw where it already gone on for four years. There was no end in sight. No, you know, you heard about kamikazes. There was no end in sight. Game over. But there was obviously civilian carnage. Now, I am not recommending that uh, Israel drop a nuclear bomb on, on, on the Gaza or anything like that. And they're trying their best to minimize. And, and, and when they come in, when they come in and, and they see injured Palestinians, they're trying to get them medical help. They're trying to do all these things uh, to minimize it as much as possible. That's not genocide, because genocide, you just exterminate. What we did see, that we have seen genocide in this war. We have seen it October 7th. Those were civilian kibbutzes, and when you're killing a pregnant woman and taking the fetus out of her stomach and beheading the fetus. That's a true statement. That's the brutality. That is genocide. When you're beheading babies, that's genocide. When you're shooting grandmas in front of their grandchildren and their children, defenseless people with no weapons, that is genocide. Face-to-face encounters. And you, and, and you could talk about whatever provocation that was, there's, it's the worst brutality that we've seen since Nazi Germany, 1945. Yeah. I think for me, the different, and you know, I, I'm not uh, a dictionary by any stretch of the imagination, but to me, what the difference in uh, genocide and in war is, you know, there is a an attack that is intended to stop the enemy. An attack that is intended to get the enemy to surrender, to acquiesce, um, you know, to cause enough physical and financial harm to uh, an enemy state that it ceases its war activities. With a genocide, it is purely about eradication. And if anything, I mean, history has taught us that the the Jewish people, Israel, is the subject of genocide rather than the perpetrator. So, you know, to me, when I hear this argument of, uh, uh, you know, is Israel committing genocide? Uh, it's, it rings hollow to me uh, because everything I've seen has been Israel trying to, I mean, I don't want to say capitulate, but in certain, in certain ways capitulate more than, than anything to pr- try to bring about this peace. And yet it seems to be, evasive so i guess that brings me to the question of oh well i guess we are getting close to out of time but i guess we will have to tackle this the next time then um the idea of peace between israel and the arab or muslim world i guess we'll have to tackle that next time terrence uh, any any parting thoughts or you know as usual i ask you also to uh, if people want to contact you but anything that you want to leave people with before we go not really, because we've run out of time, and we'll save that uh, that peace question for our next episode. Hope you'll tune in. This is Terrence Gross. I am a personal injury lawyer here in Florida, 
And if you wish to call us, 850-434-3333. We do have a website, grossandschuster.com. And uh, we are in some tumultuous times. And I appreciate uh, uh, the support that we have received from a lot of our Christian friends in this community. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Terrence. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.